What is up, Huda Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. And this is a really big Wednesday. The Saints made a very significant announcement this afternoon talking about Andy Dalton being the starter moving forward. And this includes them in their mind saying Jameis Winston's healthy. Is he healthy? We'll talk about that as well. All that coming up right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. Now, this is such a fascinating year. Obviously, th- this has not gone the way people want it to go. And and part of it has been, you know, injuries. Part of it has been self-implosion. Part of it has been no turnover. We can go down the list. I've gone down the list last week. But one storyline that we really didn't expect, or at least I didn't personally, I didn't have quarterback controversy kind of on my checklist of what may happen in, in this same season. But it kind of had with the way, you know, week one, they had the heroic comeback. Sure. Week two, not a great showing week three, not a great showing. Then the saints go to Dalton. Cause Jameis is injured, which we already knew from week one that he was hurt. Then Dalton starts playing. Then you start hearing people. Is it a quiet benching is, you know, just their confidence thing with Dalton right now. Someone talked about a quiet or calming effect that he has. I forgot who reported. It might've been Ian Rappaport, but the, all that was going out. And while that was going on, Saints fans were just waiting for a definitive answer from the coach, from the players, someone to just say, hey, what the hell's going on at the quarterback position? Well, that happened today with Dennis Allen saying that they're going with Andy Dalton because it's an, in quotes, an offensive decision, said they're going to continue to do what they're doing with Dalton and said Jameis is healthy. He just likes what Dalton is doing. Now, this sparked a ton of comments on Twitter, people complaining about it, people saying it's the right move. I personally don't really care whether or not it's the right move at this point. I think the Saints have to do what is best for them to win football games because there are jobs that will be at stake, and I think this comes down into it. But what I'll finish with saying when I get to the end of this you know, opening rant is if you're really having a debate about who should start and whatnot, I think we've already lost because this Saints season was never supposed to be so dependent on the quarterback position. It was supposed to be dependent on good defense, Skilled players around there, but of course, you know, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry have missed a lot of games this season. A lot of things have not gone their way in that department. That being said, there also is the fact that you have Nick Underhill reporting just now that Jameis Winston's dealing with a ruptured peroneal tendon in his foot. Don't know if I even pronounced that right. I'm not a doctor. I have no fucking clue. But that's what he said he's dealing with. That kind of makes sense. We've been hearing that the foot slash ankle's been the problem really the whole time, not the back. Nonetheless, here's what I know. What I know is over the last couple weeks, the Saints offense hasn't been the problem. It's actually been the defense. The defense has been horrendous. They were bad against the Vikings. They were bad against the Seahawks. They were bad against the Cardinals. They were bad against the Bengals. It's been a trend for the last four games. Now, the offense has not been perfect. A lot of settling for field goals. Too many turnovers against the Cardinals. We all know about that. But when I go through the numbers, here are the important ones that matter. Dalton, four interceptions. Jameis, five interceptions. Dalton taking four sacks. Jameis taking 11 sacks. Winston, three fumbles, Dalton, one fumble. Neither one is, those are not numbers that you necessarily strive to have. Again, this is not a quarterback room that you're going to look at and you're going to start raving about. That's just not what the Saints have. But I think the Saints have made it very clear. They want to go ball control. They want to go, you know, run the clock out, hit your playmakers in stride. That's kind of what they've been trying to do. Not saying it's worked to perfection, but you're lying to yourself if you think the offense has not looked better the last four weeks than it has at any point this season. Part of that's probably injuries. Don't get me wrong. Jameis is hurt. We know he's hurt. 
but the offense wasn't looking like that through the first three quarters when he was healthy of the Falcons game. It just wasn't. Now that's just three quarters. That's a small sample size. I get it. That's what the pushback is going to be. Or you might say, well, Jameis had no weapons last year. I get that part. I, I, I get that. But again, like I said, Michael Thomas is not playing. Andy Dalton has not thrown a single pass to him this season. Jarvis Landry has not done anything since the Falcons game, if we're being honest with each other, brutally honest, because I think that's important to do with the way this Saints season has gone. So that's part of the equation. Another part of the fact is the Saints are not going for the high upside thing. They're going for the high floor because that's a style of football they want to play right now. And whether you like it or not, Dennis Allen has to make the best decision that he feels will make sure his job is intact. And you might not like that because you might already be on the fire Dennis Allen train. And if you are, that's okay. It's ever, Everyone's got their own opinion. You guys know I went off last week about the way that they played against Arizona. Again, the implosions that I call it, the four-minute meltdowns. But I look at this Saints team, and I know that they see the division shit, and they think, hey, we could probably squeak our way through. I'm not saying they're going to, but that's what they're probably looking at. And... Whether you trust the Saints front office to make the right move or not, Dennis Allen probably thinks in the back of his mind, man, if I don't get this thing together, I might get fired. Again, you guys might want that to happen. But obviously he doesn't. So he's doing what he thinks is the best move. And in his mind, clearly he thinks the best move is to go with Dalton. Again, whether you like it or not. And you don't have to like it. I get it, man. A lot of people, myself included, wanted to see if the Saints can make this thing work with Jameis Winston, the idea of getting the former number one pick and bringing him to New Orleans and, and him maximizing his ceiling, I think that would have been great. It would have been a great story. But I am personally tired of people telling me, oh, but you, you got to see if it works. You got to give it a shot. They gave it a shot. It didn't work. And, and honestly, and let's just be honest here right now, neither one of these quarterbacks is going to magically show us something that they haven't shown. Andy Dalton is who he is, a game manager who... He's not great in primetime games. And, and don't really ask him to do that much because it's not going to happen. And Jameis Winston on the other side, a gunslinger by nature. Gunslinger, you take the good with the bad, but you better know that both are coming. That's who they are. And that's okay. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league who are who they are. Some get a second chance and relish it. And, and that's it. You know, I, I see what Geno Smith's doing in Seattle. I don't know if it's going to continue. But at least for seven games, that's like, oh, shit, he looks great. The Saints have not had that at quarterback over the last two years. They haven't. And they started an awful bunch of them. They started Dalton, Winston, Simeon, Taysom Hill, Ian Book. They're going through this nonstop quarterback thing. And again, I don't think they have the answer. They definitely don't have the answer past this year. They don't even have the answer for this season. So people want to argue because people have kind of created these factions of which side you're on the fence. I know there's a lot of people who are pro-Jameis. I know there are some people who are anti-Jameis, whatever it may be, or pro-Dalton, although you don't see a lot of those, and rightfully so. It's kind of a bland thing. But all I know is the Saints don't have their quarterback in the future. I said this earlier this season. I said it every week of this season, and I'll continue to say it. You are applying a Band-Aid on a huge, huge laceration. It doesn't work that way. This whole operation needs to be cleaned up and stitched up. A Band-Aid doesn't cover it. But that's what they're trying to do right now because they don't have the answer. There's no one on this roster that's magically going to make this team elite, especially at the quarterback position. And for people saying, well, what's their best option? They don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a lot of cap space. I do not care. This team didn't have a lot of cap space this past offseason, and they tried to go after Deshaun Watson. Again, whether you liked it or not, I know I didn't, but they went after him. So this idea that, Where's the cap space coming from? Where are the picks coming from? 
They know they have a quarterback issue. They know they have one. They're going to try and address it. So don't waste your breath on two guys that honestly, I don't think are going to be on the roster next year. And again, this is no knock on either one of them. You are who you are. I can't fault you for being who you are. You, I can't. I can't expect a quarterback who's not elite to suddenly be elite or a quarterback who's a game manager his whole life all of a sudden dropping bombs and making wild plays every game. I can't expect that. So it comes down to something I've said for a while, acceptance. Accept that this team doesn't have a franchise quarterback and accept whether you like it or not, this offense has actually looked more smooth with Dalton at the controls, whether it's the ground game, whether it's them not having enough turnovers, or whether it's just them being healthy. I don't know what the reason is. It's probably all three of those combined, but that's the reality. So the Saints are deciding to stick with it. And you know deep down, whether you like it or not, the offense has not been the issue over the last four weeks. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this. We don't even have a discussion about what to do if the defense is holding their own because the Saints would be winning games right now. They would. Offense is moving the ball. They're scoring points. Defense has to hold up their end of the bargain. That's the way it goes. And again, this is a god-awful decision, a god-awful division. And this team is just trying to see if they could sneak their way by. Maybe they can. I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence in that because you have to show me. But that's what they're trying to do. That, that really is all they're trying to do at this point. So th that's kind of where I get down to it. I know you guys are going to have comments. And as always, I will pull them up in about three, four minutes time. I, I just have a couple more topics I want to get through. But again, if you are sitting here today arguing over Dalton or Jameis, please don't waste your breath. We got 10 more weeks of this thing. And I promise you they're going to go after quarterbacks in the offseason. I'm just telling you that's how it is. Do not forget that this team went after Deshaun Watson it didn't work, and then they said, okay, all right, we'll bring Jameis back. That's the way it went. If they really, really thought he was their guy, they would not have been doing what they did in the offseason, flying out to Houston, bringing Mrs. Benson out there to make sure they could get Watson. They pulled out all the stops. It just didn't work. And again, I'm not saying I wanted Watson. There's so much baggage that comes with that situation. But if you really, really love someone and you really want them on your squad, I don't know if you're letting them go out there as a free agent and explore other options. I, I just don't. So that's the way I felt about this whole, whole entire time. And I told everyone I wanted this experiment to work. But sometimes acceptance is key. It hasn't worked. This quarterback situation is pretty, as people like to say, mid. And I'm just glad we can end it right here after today. No more debates about this mid-off that happens. Because guess what? If Dalton goes out on Sunday and he plays like crap against the Raiders, they can put Jameis in, and that's totally fine. Maybe he'll give them a spark for said game. But we have to be fair with everything. Because I promise you the people who were cracking jokes about the Patriots having a mid-off between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones on Monday, they'll probably change the narrative for the Saints because it's their favorite team. But it's the same situation. It's the same situation. Neither one is overly impressive. And that's kind of what you have. So that's the way I look at it right now. And we'll see if something changes. So anyway, guys, let me get into the second thing that I want to talk about today. And I saw some of you guys are bringing it up in the comments section. Alvin Kamara today was talking to the media. Alvin Kamara's done an exceptional job of really taking on that leadership role. Spoke to the team after the loss to the Cardinals. But he made a comment today. And I'm not blaming Alvin Kamara at all. So I just want to make that very clear. But I was just... I was dumbfounded when it was mentioned. So this came from Kat Terrell. She said, Kamara said the problem is when little things happen and everyone lets it go, like jumping off sides in practice. Tiny things get let go. Then it happens in a game and he looks back and realized nobody checked anybody on it or spoke up. So he said that. And I could not believe my, I just could not believe my eyes when I read it. What are we doing 
that the running back has to acknowledge that stupid little mistakes keep happening in practice, and then those mistakes happen in the game. That's the coach's job. That's what you get paid the big bucks for. And as I just talked about before, Dennis Allen is probably making a move that is there to maybe save his job. If stuff like this keeps happening, there should be no job to save. I love Alvin Kamara, man. You know I do. Why is Alvin Kamara being the guy who has to step up to the plate and say, well, we're letting shit fly in practice? Come on. And, and it's comments like this, and I'm not blaming AK. It's, it's stuff like this that comes to light that lets people like me feel vindicated when I joke around saying that Dennis Allen is a substitute teacher. We all know when the sub comes in, you do shit that you did not do when the, when the actual teacher's in there. That's the way it works. Everyone has them. I remember back in high school, there was this one gym teacher at my, uh, where I went to school. When that guy was your sub, I, Jesus Christ, it turned into a zoo in the classroom. You, you just knew it. And in this situation, the Saints are very lax with Dennis Allen because there's no threat of consequences. There's no threat of discipline. There's no threat of, hey, man, my job's at stake here, which is exactly what I said when Mark Ingram said, well, if Sean Payton was still the coach and I fumbled, I know the stare I would be getting. And I was like, dude, I know what Ingram was trying to say, but it's what you said and what you didn't say that came out to light. And that's if you fumble, if you make a mistake, it doesn't seem like there's a big emphasis on it. And I'm tired of Dennis Allen after every Saints game finishing. Yeah, well, we need to clean this up. We need to clean this up. Dude, clean it up at this point. You've said it a million times. So how big is this mess? Because if you tell me every week you got to clean something up, either you're not doing your job or the situation is that bad that every week you have something new to clean up. Either way, that's a bad look on the head coach. And that's why fans who are saying, get rid of Dennis Allen, he's not the answer. Comments like these make you justified. And again, 10 weeks to go. We'll see what happens. But that's why when I hear the Saints say, hey, we're practicing on tackling or, hey, we're putting an emphasis on turnovers this week or Hey, we're really doing this this week. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You told me last week you practiced tackling, then you missed a million tackles against the Cardinals. You tell me one week you're practicing ball control, you put the ball on the ground the very next week against the Panthers. Every week you say something, and then your actions speak differently. But now we know, thanks to Alvin Kamara, seriously, thank you to him, we now know there is shit that goes by at the Saints practices that goes under the rug. And when you let stuff go under the rug and all that crap starts to build, it's, it leaks out, and it leaks out on game days, and that hurts the team. So I'm not blaming Alvin Kamara. All I'm saying is what the hell is wrong with this coaching staff? I, I don't understand. And this is why you don't hire substitute teachers. You always got to go after really a, a new regime in that regard. And this will be a lesson to the Saints. If this continues, this will be a lesson what not to do when, if slash when, they need a new coach because eventually they'll need a new one. But we'll, we'll see when that time comes. So I'm going to shift over to the Raiders game, obviously, this weekend. And after that, I'll get into your comments. So I'll make this pretty quick because I, I cannot sit here every single week and repeat the same things about what the Saints need to do because I know they're not going to do it, even though they have to. Like, they have to do that a win, and they don't do it, and that's why they're losing. But let's get through the injury report real quick. Michael Thomas did not practice, even though he was at practice, spotted during the open portion to the media. Jarvis Landry did not practice. Marshawn Lattimore did not practice. Now, Adebo, Pete, Ramchek. They all came back limited. That's great news. But the injury for Lattimore concerns me. I think I said it was a, a bruised kidney, which that sounds horrible. That, 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 is, that is just something. That's the type of injury that Andrew Luck used to get with the Colts. That's not great. So you don't want to hear that. As for Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, I think we we're past the point of saying, oh, I'm optimistic they're going to play this Sunday or 
man, when they come back and they get in this all, you can't, you just can't depend on them. And honestly, it's okay right now because Chris Olave is that damn good that Chris Olave, and I said it last week, he's wide receiver one now in New Orleans. I'm not trying to hurt any feelings. You got to play to be wide receiver one. I love Michael Thomas. He does not play enough. So he's not, he's no longer wide receiver one in my eyes. He can if he's healthy, but he's not on the field right now. So I'm going to wait. I don't think he's going to play this Sunday, but who knows? Maybe he does. And if he does, that's great for the Saints. They can use that boost. But there's just so much mystery going on with 13 that I just don't know anymore. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, as for what needs to happen in this game, the first thing, stop Josh Jacobs. And I don't know if they can. I, I really don't. Josh Jacobs is doing what every guy in a contract year wants to do. Ball the hell out. Every week he keeps getting better. He had a three-touchdown performance with over 100 yards last week. You think about the Chiefs game before the bye, over 100 yards, touchdown. He was great that week. Josh Jacobs is doing what Josh Jacobs thought he can do coming into the NFL, and he's going to get paid for it handsomely in the offseason. The Saints, meanwhile, have not stopped the run. Something I talked about with uh, Ross Jackson earlier this week when we were talking about what the Saints have been really bad at. We talk about missed tackles and things of that nature. They're getting killed in the run, and that's not something the Saints have really done over the last couple years. They're historically, over, over the last several seasons, known for being a really good run defense. That doesn't happen anymore. So Josh Jacobs against this run defense, that's not good. That's not good. That's all I'm going to leave it at. I, I have zero confidence at the moment that they will stop Josh Jacobs. Now, if they do, that's fantastic. But here comes the second part of it. Is Marshawn Lattimore going to play? Because right now it doesn't seem good, and guess who they're going up against? Devontae Adams, who, go back to week one of last year, Green Bay, New Orleans, Lattimore locked up Devontae Adams. And the Saints can really use that. I don't know if he will be healthy. Right now, I would probably lean towards not looking great. But, man, I I just don't know what to expect there if Lattimore's out. Because if Lattimore's out, Devontae Adams versus a secondary that really struggled against DeAndre Hopkins from his first game back from a six-game suspension, doesn't bode well. So that's one thing that I'm looking at and whether or not. Third thing, of course, you really, really need to convert in the red zone. The Saints offense has, has done a really good job the last couple of weeks of getting yardage, getting into the red zone, and then once they get in the red zone, it's a mess. So I'm, I'm trying to see and hoping that maybe they can figure it out. They can get in the red zone this time around and figure it out. But again, you have to show us before we have any type of confidence in this team. So that's where I'm at with this. But the fourth thing and the last thing before I get into whatever you guys left in the comment section, stop with the four-minute meltdowns against the Bengals in week six, leading the whole game meltdown in the fourth in the final four minutes of the game. You end up losing. The Cardinals game came out hot, right? Big play to Rashid Shahid, who, by the way, we could chalk him up for a touchdown and then never seeing the field again, probably. That's kind of the way this season's gone. So we'll see if it happens again on Sunday. You have that big play, then you score again. It's 14 to six. If you went to the bathroom for four minutes when it was 14 to six, you would have came back and the Saints would be losing 28 to 14. Gave up a touchdown to the Cardinals, pick six. A couple minutes later, another pick six. Like th this team just has these four minute meltdowns, as I like to call them, and it kills them. Kills them on the scoreboard, kills them in the win loss category. So we'll see, man. Got to stop the run on Josh Jacobs. That's going to be tough. Got to see how you handle Devontae Adams if Lattimore's not there. That would be really excruciating. And then what are you doing on offense? Are you converting in the red zone and are you avoiding four-minute meltdowns, as I like to call them? If you can do all that, great. But if I'm being honest, I, I don't have a lot of confidence going into this game because it always goes back to what I said. The Saints can talk about a reset. They can talk about what they need to do right and all that, but it's just words. 
Actions speak louder than words. They always have. They always will. So the Saints need to come out on Sunday and win this game. And then maybe we can have some optimism. But until you do that and do it on a consistent level, I, I'm just going to be a realist about it. Not a pessimist. I'm just going to be a realist about I can't trust you on Sundays. And that sucks to say. It, it, it absolutely sucks to say. But I can't trust the Saints this Sunday against the Raiders. And the Raiders haven't even been a good team. They've been just as disappointing as the Saints, if not more disappointing this year. And they're another team dealing with a bad coach. I don't love Josh McDaniels. I don't think he's a good coach. I just don't. But, yeah. And I see it in the chat, and I'll get to it in a sec. But, yeah, for fuck's sake, let Alvin Kamara score a touchdown. It's been goddamn long. Um, we'll see if he could kind of break that, that horrible streak that's been going on. And not even his fault, man. He has really exceeded what people expect him to do. I think 400 scrimmage yards over the last three games, he's doing his thing. It's just, what, what do we need? What, what more can he do? if he's not being utilized properly in the red zone. So we'll kind of see. So I'm going to switch over cameras here as we get into the questions and we'll go from there. So see the first one here from Bodyman 27 Do you think we could see a situation occur at quarterback similar to what's happening in New England? Say where Andy is named starter, then sucks ass, gets benched for Jabu, and then who knows what happens there. Yeah, I think that's totally possible, right? I don't think this, this thing that came out today is the end of us seeing Jameis Winston in the black and gold this year. I just think what came out today just kind of sets in stone. They will be in the quarterback market in the offseason because they don't really have one that they can trust for an entire year or, and more than just an entire multiple years. So I agree. I, I would not be surprised, right? If Dalton, you know, has a pick six and another pick in the first half of this Raiders game, you, you put Jameis in. Because the whole point is with the way the division has been terrible, the Saints don't want to punt on the season. And whether or not it's going to work for them, they're trying to do what's best. But if Dalton starts struggling and you get the high number of turnovers that you don't want from him and was the whole reason they were kind of letting this thing ride for a little bit, yeah, I think I think Jameis will come back in. So I, I wouldn't slam the door shut on him playing again this year. I'm going to, though, slam the door shut on seeing either one of these guys in the Saints uniform next year. Jack writes, DA really traded away a first-round pick uh, to trust a QB he ended up benching. Yeah, look, the Saints deserve a lot of blame for the way this whole thing has gone. A, a lot of blame because... They, they, they went after Watson, didn't get him, then brought back Jameis Winston after Jameis was just sitting on the open market for about a week. And, and then they decided that they were going to go all in on this year, sign Tyron Matthews, sign Marcus May, sign Jarvis Landry, trade a first-round pick. And you did that, and then seven weeks into the season, you're admitting that, hey, we, we didn't make the right decision. And, and guess what? If the next decision doesn't work out, guess who's responsible for all, all this? Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen. The blood's on your hands in, in, in metaphorical terms. Obviously, there's no blood on anyone's hands. But you make these decisions, you better be right because if you whiff, you know how consequential that could be. And we're seeing now with the Saints, if they don't turn this around and they miss the playoffs, you have traded a top 10 pick and you have no quarterback. And this is a draft with guys like uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. There's going to be options, man. There's going to be options. And the Saints... Might not have a chance to get any of them. Jack also writes, if you got offered a second round pick for MT, would you take that deal? I would, but I don't think they would get offered a second round pick. Now, with, with MT, there is the downside of, hey man, if you trade him, there's, there's a dead cap. And I'll pull it up here. I'll, I, I want to be accurate with the number. I don't want to just spew out what I think it may be. So I'm going to pull up spot rack here and we'll, we'll kind of get into the number. Michael Thomas is dead cap. Oh, see, now, now this might even be impossible. So I may have to take this back, Jack. His, his dead cap 
after the, for this year, 38.5. Next year's 25. 2024 20, is 13. Now, this is why with the Saints, when they restructure all these deals and, and, and such, you put yourself in such a stupid hole because sometimes I would rather just bite the bullet and eat up the thing, but they decided to kick the can down the road all the time, and sometimes it works. And in this situation, look, a second-round pick for Michael Thomas would be great. I don't even think they could get a second-round pick. I really don't because he just doesn't play anymore. But, you know, that would have to wait till next year when at least the dead cap is a little bit less than $38 million, $25 million next year. Even that, that's a kind of a tough pill to swallow. $13 million the year after, you could swallow 13 25 is even tough. So I don't think he'll get traded. I don't think he gets moved even next year because of this whole situation with the money. But in theory, if you're telling me second-round pick for Michael Thomas, yeah, I would take a third at this point. And I, and I don't mean disrespect. That's just how I feel about this entire situation. Alexis says, what do you think about AK's comments? Well, I talked about it before, so I'll just kind of do a really quick recap. I think what AK is basically saying, and we're seeing you know comments over this here, AK is just telling you, man, that there are things and mistakes that are being made and the coaching staff just kind of letting it go unaccounted for. And that's really hurting this team. That's really hurting this team. And I think it's sad that it's week eight. And now, like, we're hearing about what's going on and what's not getting fixed. And do you have any confidence that's going to get fixed? Because I sure as shit don't. So it's, it's very upsetting. Cooler Beat says, Saints don't have a quarterback or a coach. That's the best way to be irrelevant in this league. Time to face that fact. Yeah, I've, I've said it all the time. Uh, you know, me and, and Ryan from Saints Twitter Podcast – we were tweeting about it the other day, and I was saying, like, look, the Saints have a lot of holes, but the biggest problem for the Saints is they have concerns at quarterback and coach in a league that you need to have those right, or you will not win football games. You just won't. And, we, you know, for a fan base that just watched John Payton and Drew Brees have success for over a decade, why are we all of a sudden turning a blind eye to the fact that the Saints don't have either one? That, that's what confuses me. So when I see all these arguments on Twitter, Part of it upsets me because, like, I hate when Saints fans are arguing with each other because, like, there should be a level of camaraderie. There should. But the other problem is you're arguing over something that, like, neither one is the answer. Neither one's the answer. So to, to the next point, you're kind of arguing over, as people say, a mid-off. Connor says, no way DA was letting that shit slide in practice and look uh, and look same results in the game. Uh, it sounds like he has. It sounds like he has. And, and and man, isn't that kind of a, an indictment for what's been going on on this, this team this entire year, right? Because this has been a, a team that has made bonehead mistake after bonehead mistake after bonehead mistake. So I, 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 I want to give them one more. I'll give them this week. They had their little mini reset, as they called it. But if you had a 10-day layover, which they had, and you come out and you drop a stinker against the Raiders, that's it. Do not try to sell me on the division being bad. Do not try to sell me on we have things to clean up. The only thing they got to clean up is Dennis Allen's locker if they lose against the Raiders badly. That, that's, all, that's where I'll leave it at. That, that's honestly where I'll leave it at. Chat guys, have the Saints been practicing tackling this week? I'm sure they said they have, but we'll see on Sunday. I probably, they probably haven't. Connor says Josh Jacobs is about to run all over us. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're not wrong. Carl says, I don't know what to think anymore. Just need a win. This is not my Saints. It's tough, right? Like, I don't enjoy, I really do not enjoy every week having to talk about something negative that happened with the Saints. It's it's not it's not even like draining, right? Like, I'll end the podcast and I'll, I'll try and go enjoy the rest of my Wednesday night, as you guys should. But it, it, it almost becomes so repetitive where it's like, you turn on, your, on the mic, you turn on the camera, you get ready to talk, and it's like, here we go again. 
more negative news. It's kind of like the Simpsons movie in Springfield when they're in the dome and they just keep saying negative news on the cat on the on the you know broadcast. That's kind of how I feel at this point. It, it's so annoying. But you know, like I said, you you got to start winning games for me to kind of get out of that mindset that here we go again. So until then, more bad news. R R W says Winston one and two with a broken back and foot. Dalton one and three. I don't get it. If Winston's healthy, he should start. This is going to show players if they get hurt, they lose their spot. That's Bush League. I, I'll say this about the the first comment. I, I said last week if Winston's healthy, he should start because it goes back to what a the upside and b what Richard Sherman was saying about if someone's going to make mistakes, it might as well be Jameis because you get the upside. If Andy Dalton's making mistakes, you don't really get any upside. And I thought that was a really good way of putting it, and that's why I felt of that belief. As for the last part, though, unfortunately. Players know if they get hurt, they could lose their job. I know that sounds terrible, but Tom Brady put together a career we will never see again because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. You know? Drew Brees got hurt, gets replaced in San Diego by Phillip Rivers. It's the nature of the game. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's fair, but that's a league. So every player knows if they get hurt, they could lose their job. That's why players like Jameis Winston will battle through the injuries as he tried to in week two and week three. You know? Like... They know nothing is guaranteed in this league and they try to stay out there because you're only in the league for a finite amount of time. And when it's over, it's over. The moment's gone, it's passed. So I don't really agree with that last part. I agree with the first part because I actually, again, I don't think the Saints have their answer at quarterback, but I thought Winston made more sense for this team. Run the football, do play action, but that's not what they want to do, obviously. But, and that's fine. You know, it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what the coaching staff thinks. And it matters if this defense gets fixed because if this defense doesn't get fixed, Jameis Dalton, what does it matter? It's an L at the end of the day. But the last part, I, I think players know that their jobs are at stake all the time. Jack says they need to stop running the ball on second and 10 to win the game. Well, that would be part of it. That would be part of it for sure. Connor says, lost all faith in this team. Just sit back and laugh my pain away. Yeah, it's kind of been a thing, right? Kind of been a thing. Dennis Allen is a cancer's head coach, two and five with a stack roster, weak. Not the only one who thinks that way. You're not. Like I said, I wouldn't even be this upset with the uh, with the team's record if we had a first-year coach, but DA's been here. This is what happens when you have a sham head coaching search. Yeah, look, I, I, some people have talked about whether or not it's a sham. I, I kind of joked about it and said it was. And, and look, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But all I'm going to say is, and, and I've said it the whole year, the Saints, if they're bad this year and so far, they've been really bad. So if they continue this, Dennis Allen should get fired because he's not a first-year head coach, to your point. Bad for two years with the Raiders. Got a third year. Terrible 0-4 start. They fired him. So this is his fourth season as a head coach in the NFL. If not now, when? When are you going to figure it out? You've had so much time to learn from Sean Payton. At least that's what we were told. And it's not working. So I I, I agree with that. It's disappointing because he's not a first-year coach. You have more patience with first-year head coaches. I don't think DA should get a long leash. I, I just don't. And I think if they miss the playoffs, which they're on track to do, he should, he, should get, he should get fired. And, and I'll go this far too. The downside, and, and again, I'm for the Saints winning because it gives me more stuff to talk about. It gives you more stuff to talk about. Good stuff, at least. If they make the playoffs as a 7-10 and 10 team, my confidence in DA doesn't go up. I just say you got lucky that the division sucked. And I still think you should get fired. That, that's just how I feel. That's how I feel. Franz says, I'd be done with this season if we weren't a game back. Plus, not having the first makes you want to see them get it together. DA is getting another year either way. So there's two parts. A, I do agree with that first part. And I talked about it yesterday. Uh, I forgot who we were chatting. I think me me and Ross were actually chatting about it off air. I was like, dude, I will never be for tanking. But specifically because the Saints have no first-round pick, there is even more added incentive to be like, man, they got to turn the season around. 
you have nothing to look forward for. You know, if you had the first round pick and the Saints are losing, all right, let's start talking about draft season a little bit, right? Well, the division's terrible and you don't have your first round pick, you have no choice but to go for it. But if you go for it, and they will, and you miss in a terrible division, your coach should be fired. That's kind of where I leave it at. We got rid of Marcus Williams, Von Bell, and CJ, but I have Thomas's QB contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. R-Dub, uh, RWW says, if we can get a haul of picks slash players from Carolina for Peyton, do we do it or hell no? I am for, I'm for two things. A, I'm for just trading him in general so they get something back. And B, I'm for trading him to the highest bidder. Now, the whole part of this whole thing, though, is Sean has to agree. They can't just trade him to Carolina. And then Sean's like, wait, where are you sending me? And then he's on the Panthers. I, I, this is this is what I'll say. I think Carolina would make a really aggressive offer for Sean if they know they can get him, but I don't think Sean has any interest in going to the Panthers for two reasons. I don't think he wants to spite the Saints and play in the NFC South, and I do not think he wants to go for a team that doesn't have a quarterback situation that's ready-made. That's why when teams link him to the Chargers, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, I say, okay, because you got your Herberts, your Russell Wilsons, your Dax, your Kyler Murrays. It makes sense to me, but Carolina makes no sense to me they are a rebuilding team that doesn't have a quarterback that's ready-made, and I, I just I just don't think he would go there. But to your point, would I trade him for a bunch of picks and players? Absolutely, I would. Lux says this could have been avoided if Peyton would have drafted Mahomes like he, in quotes, wanted to. He spent two firsts on Davenport, had to be stopped from drafting Vaughn in the first round, shaking my head. Yep, and, and I, I'll say this about the Mahomes thing. If it's true, okay, cool. I, I can't stand that every time Sean Payton's on air, he, he talks about it. You know, we, we've heard enough times that you wanted Patrick Mahomes and you didn't get him. Okay, cool. What do you want us to do about it? There's nothing else we can do about it. If front office hears AK's comments and that doesn't make them raise eyebrows about DA, then what else? Then I don't know what else to say about this organization. Look, I'm sure their eyebrows are raised in the fact that they're two and five and no one expected them to be two and five. You didn't. I didn't. They sure as shit did not. But they're two and five and the eyebrows are definitely raised. I say comments like this. That makes our eyebrows raise because let's be real. They're in the building. They know what's going on. And then the players start saying it and the players start speaking up and they still continue to lose games. This, this will spiral badly. I don't think we've really reached the apex of how bad this season can get. I think two and five is just a little appetizer for the disaster this season can get. We could get to the point where it continues to spiral out of control. Either players stop speaking entirely because they gave up or players start saying, man, this coach ain't it. And honestly, at least if it's the latter, cool. But remember, substitute teacher Dennis Allen over here walked into the offseason thinking he was going to be a breeze, didn't really put these players through a lot. And yeah, this is this is the kind of result you get. One crazy hoodad says, I need to invest in more alcohol. You're probably not alone in that department. You're probably not. Sheriff Dalton went like 4-0, but 1-3. Look, I, I say this all the time. I think QB records... Records are really, you get down a very slippery slope if you use records as a QB stat. I don't think they're a QB stat. I just don't. Uh, that's what people love to use for narratives. I, I don't because there's two quarterbacks in particular I'm going to use. One would be Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a fantastic record win loss. But if you watch the 49ers, he's the weakest link of that team. And then the second part would be Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill as a starter is actually pretty good. And I'll, I'll pull it up here. It's a small sample size. But Taysom Hill, as a starter for the New Orleans Saints, he has a record of 7-2. and 7-2 and two as a starter in the NFL. So that's why I don't really like to use records as a QB stat. Does, does Dalton deserve some blame? Sure, he does for the Cardinals game a little bit, but not much more than that. 
Jack says, why did Tyron Matthew put more effort in that voting commercial than he has? Then he has put on the field. So I, I actually didn't see the commercial, but just the fact that you guys are mentioning it is, is pretty funny. Cody says, I don't think Pete Carmichael helped Winston at all the first three weeks. No, but I also don't think Winston's injury helped him at all. I think a very underrated part about Winston last year was that he was using his mobility. Once that ankle went out and the back went out, he wasn't using that for the first three games. So he was kind of a statue in the pocket, hence why he got hit a lot. So I, do I think Pete Carmichael was bad then compared to now sure i think p carmichael's improved but people kind of sleep on the lack of mobility that james had because of the the injuries that he had you know that takes a big part of his game out and you saw that and that's also why he got hit a lot that's why he couldn't move away from the blitz so i think that that part of part of it kind of went into that franz says uh the root problem is everyone's too comfortable from gail benson down parcells has talked about keeping everyone uncomfortable loomis in particular needs to be feeling heat I don't want DA either, but unless Mickey gets canned, I can't see them firing him after the season. That's why if they're going to rebuild, they got to go all in. I don't disagree with you at all. I have said many times, I think the Saints are way too comfortable with this situation, right? Sean Payton left. The cook left the kitchen. And you just said, hey, who's the nearest guy? The waiter's not the chef, guys. He's not. And sure, Dennis Allen did a really good job as a defensive coordinator, but he's doing a terrible job as a head coach. Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard did real good jobs as their position coaches. They are failing as co-defensive coordinators. Again, who hires co-defensive coordinators? I know it happens before, but it doesn't happen often. That That's just, that's, it's a bad situation. But to your point, I do agree. A lot of the energy is directed towards Dennis Allen, but it should be directed towards Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis and Benson. And I think the Saints know they want to field the winner constantly. And if, and if that is the truth and they mean it, then they will come out and do what they need to do. But I, I, I just I just don't know, man. I, I can't see them doing... I have to see it to believe it. I just have my doubts a little bit. One crazy who asked, what did AK say? So AK pretty much said that the Saints have silly mistakes, like people jumping offsides in practice go unaccounted for. Then they happen in the game, and then people look back and realize nobody spoke on it when it first happened. So in other words, AK said, shit's happening in practice. We're not doing anything about it. And then it's happening during the game, and it's really costing us. Alexis says, AK comments remind me how Teddy said Matt Rule didn't practice two-minute drills or hurry-up offense. Yeah, I remember that, and, and that was a big deal. This should be a big deal, too. We should, be, we should be making a big deal out of it. I know people say they don't like fans overreact. No, you guys are entitled to react that way when something like this comes out. You would actually be doing a disservice as a fan if you don't get angry or don't get upset about comments like this coming out, that the Saints, a team filled with veterans and teams that have been, coaches that have been in New Orleans for years, mistakes like this happen. Makes no sense to me. Cody says, DA will get another year just because they don't have a first-round pick and they fire him after next year. They can start fresh with a new coach and the QB he wants. I think that's a good point, Cody. I've had a lot of conversations with people about like, hey, if the Saints do fire Dennis Allen, are we sure there's a lot of people that are going around to coach New Orleans? I know there's the culture. I know there's a great city. And I know there are actually a lot of building blocks on this team. There still are. I, I went down the list the other day. There are still 10 players on this team that I really feel good about for the future that you can build around. And 10's a good amount. And you will continue to build more. You don't have a first round pick though. And you don't have your second round pick in uh, 2024. You, you have mortgaged a lot of picks and you don't have a lot to show for it. And you don't have a quarterback. So, and you don't have a lot of cap space. I, those are all things that matter, right? Guys like to go into places where they have clean slates. Think of Doug Peterson goes into Jacksonville. First pick overall. A lot of cap space to just blow on players like Christian Kirk. They can do that. You can't do that in New Orleans. RWW asks, why are we just now finding out the specifics of Winston's injuries? Twofold. 
One of it's probably his team getting that information out because it seems like today he got benched. But if that information from his team comes out and gets leaked to a reporter or the team and, it, and people release it, then it's like, okay, he didn't really get benched because of play. He got benched because he was really hurt and that was affecting his play. So I'm not saying it's a PR cover-up, but the timing of it for his PR sake is important to put out now because you also have your client to defend in a sense that you don't want it to be the narrative. He got benched even though he's healthy and got replaced by Andy Dalton, who is really not considered much at this point in his career. You don't want that to be the narrative, so you put that out. Now, it doesn't mean it's untrue that he probably is dealing with this injury. He, he, I would say he definitely is dealing with this injury. But the reason it comes out now is because timing's important. So you, you put it out then. You put it out then when you don't really want more damage to be done. Christopher asks, we need a, uh, not asked, demands, and he's right. We need a franchise quarterback. Yeah, they do. And they don't have one. And it's pretty unfortunate. Zeke says, I can totally see the Saints eventually getting on a win streak, sucking me back into the season, only to miss out on the playoffs and keep DA. That would be the worst possible scenario. I, I, I really mean that. Like I talked about, we aren't scratching the surface of how bad this season can get. This season, if we get to the point where DA makes this comeback run and then the Saints end up keeping him, but they don't even make the playoffs, I'm like, dude, what are, what are we going to do? Because we're just going to run back this nonsense for another year. And it really would take kind of suck the air out of the offseason. And I love the offseason. There's a lot of stuff we could talk about. But you can't really talk about much. We're going to be kind of repeating ourselves if they go through that. Sergeant King says, just sink the whole ship. This is on Gale. I don't really want to blame Gale. Uh, I don't think Gale was as involved in the Saints decision making as we think. I think Gale, you get the green light from Gale. But Nikki Loomis and them, they made the decision of hiring DA. Let, let's be honest. So. Uh, and, and, and you want to say it's on Gail, fine, but if they fire DA after the season, then you got to give Gail credit if they do that. Jack says, thoughts on trading for someone like Mac Jones before the deadline? Yeah, I'm a no on that for one reason. The Saints have two very limited quarterbacks right now. Part of That's just the truth. Why add a third, you know? And I like Mac Jones out of the pre-draft uh, like process and all that, but Mac Jones needs to be surrounded with great weapons and needs to be surrounded with great coaching and needs to be surrounded with, you know, a lot of good things. And if you do that and the situation's perfect, I think he'd thrive. Like, for example, if Mac Jones was in San Francisco, where a lot of people thought he would go, I think Mac Jones would be thriving right now on the 49ers. Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, he'd do his thing. I just don't think he would on the Saints. And I'm also not so sure the Patriots are going to give up on him yet. I know the Patriots have had a weird year, but they kind of got to stick through this season. Carl Dunn says, LSU tried co-defense coordinators about 10 years ago. It didn't work either. It's tough, man. It's tough. I, I, I hate the idea of two guys running one show. I, I just don't like it. Just rebuild. It's over. One person says, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's possible. But rebuild is not going to be easy for the Saints. It's, it's got to be like a retool more than a rebuild. They really can't just rip the whole thing down because they have a lot of money invested in players. And they're not going to pay people money to not be on this team, especially the really expensive parts. Christopher says the Saints defense is ranked 31st in scoring. They can't stop anything. Nope, they can't. And that's been the biggest problem for this year's team. You could say quarterback, injuries, whatever. They can't stop anyone on defense. And they were supposed to be a defensive team led by a defensive coach. And they're not doing that. Jack says, gotta love how the Saints brought in Eric Bieniemy for eight hours just to hire DA. Yeah, that was weird, man. People thought it was kind of a, a turning point, but it just wasn't. Zeke says, who are some names at QB that you think the Saints will target next offseason free agency or draft? Also, if they don't get a quarterback in free agency, should their first pick in the second round be a QB? So, I, I look at the, the quarterback market in free agency. I don't think Lamar's going anywhere. Take him off the books. I think the two next names that come up to mind, and I don't think either one really makes sense, sense for the Saints right now. The first one 
would be Tom Brady, which I don't think it really makes sense. I don't even know if Tom Brady's going to play. He's got situations to work out off the field with his marriage and all that. I don't know if he's coming back. And I don't know if signing, again, signing Brady, who will be 46 next year, that again, it goes over, it goes to my Band-Aid thing. You, you, you have a huge hole at quarterback. Stop applying Band-Aids. They rip off after a while. So that, that wouldn't solve it. And then the other option would be Jimmy Garoppolo, who I literally just said before, I think gets credit for stuff that he doesn't deserve. And I don't think adding him to the Saints would solve much because, yeah, he could stay on rhythm and keep the offense on schedule, and then he throws a back-breaking interception. And the Saints already have two quarterbacks who could do that. I don't think they need another one. So I would go more towards the draft. I, I'm really not high on Will Levis. I got to watch him more. I, I know people like that Will Levis is running an NFL system. So maybe that's part of the reason he's not playing that well this year. So I, I will watch more of Will Levis. I don't want to close the book on him, but I just think he gets a little bit too much love. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee is the quarterback that I've really liked. And I think for the Saints, you can move up from the second into the back of the half of the first if he's there and make that move. And I would commend you for it. So I, I would kind of say Hendon Hooker for me would be probably the guy that I'm looking at. That that would that would be the one, but who knows, man? Shit could change in, in, in an instant. Franz says, I don't even want to think about this offseason, draft day, drinking game. Take a shot every time they mention the Saints trading away a top five pick for best team in the sea. We'd all be dead if we did that. We really would. We, we all would. Jay asks, is MT13 playing this week? We don't know. We, we really don't know yet. It's still too early. And yeah, I mean, he he didn't practice today even though he was at the facility. It, it's too early to tell. I, I would say wait for tomorrow and Friday's injury report. But even then, I, I don't mean it to be rude. We, I, we never have a clue with Michael Thomas. We just never have a clue. I don't know if the talks about Michael Thomas being traded is either that they want him gone and he's a bad player to them or not that or not that they think he's a bad player, but it has uh, but as a turning point, look, I, they're not trading Michael Thomas because they can't financially. So that whole book gets closed, in my opinion. I think a good pass rusher would help Cam. Would help Cam Jordan's getting older. Yeah, absolutely. But they invested in Marcus Davenport. They invested in Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner hasn't really played. To Jack's question, has he really played? He really has in this season. Peyton Turner, and I'll pull it up right now, has played a grand total this season of. Time for some quick math. Let's see if I could do it. He has played 14, 16. He's played 50 snaps this year. 50 snaps. That's You get 50 snaps in a game for a defensive player. So, yeah, Peyton Turner hasn't played. So that goes to the whole point here that you mentioned about getting pass rush help. They went after, you know, Peyton Turner. They went after Marcus Davenport. They're not doing much right now. So that, that's been a big problem. Um, as for the second comment you made, look at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota with a new coach. They're actually playing good. I actually think, look, I'm in the minority here, and I probably will always be in the minority here. I think a lot of people like to shit on Kirk Cousins because, like, he's this dweeby-looking guy. I mean, so am I, but he's this dweeby-looking guy playing the quarterback position. He he really fits that Vineyard Vines, older, white dad kind of look, right? That's what he fits. But you look at his numbers every year. He doesn't really turn over the football. He usually completes a high percentage of his, of his passes. And is he the guy that's going to win you the big games? No, right? Primetime numbers aren't great. Playoff numbers aren't ideal. But if I told you that Kirk Cousins finished last year with 33 touchdowns and seven picks, you'd probably say, I don't believe it. And then the year before, 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. The year before that, 26 touchdowns, six picks. Statistically, he's always been a really good quarterback. He just doesn't win the big games, and we get to kind of dunk on him because of it. Uh, and that kind of changes the narrative. But I do agree. Their new coach has been playing a lot better. And it kind of goes to show, right? Get some fresh blood in. It could work. Saints decided to go with what they know. 
Alexa says, head, head coach and QB aside, we badly need to be um, after a great DT. I, I wholeheartedly agree. The Saints have defensive line issues. I actually think that's a position group that's so bad. I think that's their worst position group right now, defensive line. I just spent the first 20 minutes talking about quarterback. Defensive line is worse right now. You're getting nothing from Anyamata. You're getting nothing from the guy next to Anyamata. Cam Jordan's your best defensive lineman when he really shouldn't have to at this stage in his career. Davenport has not produced as we expected this year. And Peyton Turner, he's MIA, man. He's MIA. Let's bring in the mullet Minshew, RWW says. Yeah, I, I don't know about it. I think that ship's kind of sailed, but it would be fun. It would be fun for like a couple of weeks. And then if he plays well, it'd be fun for a couple more weeks. But I think there's an expiration date on that per, per most things. Peyton Turner needs to change his name to John Cena because we never see him. You know, that is a good joke, but I, I want to say this, though. We cannot disrespect the great John Cena with that, though. John Cena always shows up. Peyton Turner never shows up, so it's unfortunate. As bad as this season has started, do you believe any meaningful trades or any trades at all will happen? I, I don't. I think if the Saints lose to the Raiders on Sunday, I think Marcus Davenport or someone on the defensive line could be shipped. That, that's what I'll leave it at in terms of prediction. But I, I don't really I don't really expect the Saints to go after guys, and they should not be mortgaging picks. This is not a team that's magically going to go on a Super Bowl run. So do not be mortgaging picks. They, they just should not. Connor says, imagine we drafted Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and put them on this team with all this talent. Dude, it would give you something to look for and look forward to, excuse me. But you, you just don't have it. Like the, There's no light at the end of the tunnel right now this season. So you got to just keep digging and hope to God that all of a sudden you see the surface. And if you don't, good luck. That means you're digging even downward. So I think for the Saints, this is going to be a very interesting scenario to see how this kind of unfolds. John says, Dennis Allen is kind of exactly who he was in Oakland with the Raiders. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. I, I can't say anything more to that because that's who he's been. And I'll say this again, and I'll kind of wrap up on this. You guys have been great as always. Dennis Allen talks about cleaning stuff up. We got to clean stuff up. We got to clean stuff up. If the Saints lose to the Raiders this Sunday and they lose in a fashion that the same mistakes happen or they just get embarrassed, the only thing that should be cleaned up the following day should be Dennis Allen's locker because they should get him out of the Saints building. That's where I'll kind of leave this at. The, I can't stress enough, man. You've had 10 days, and you keep telling us that you're going to fix it. There's optimism in the building. That's cool. I like what you're telling me. Show me. Show me Sunday, Saints Raiders, back in the Dome. This is a winnable game, but I've said this the last six weeks, and they don't really go the Saints way very often, so we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, guys, thank you so much for leaving your comments during the live stream. If you didn't get to join the live stream, and you're listening to this in podcast form, again, can always just, you know, cop through if you have time. I usually do recordings right after the game. I'm going to add some on Mondays now. This upcoming Monday will be the first one that I add on Mondays. And then I'm also going to do ones usually on Wednesdays. That's kind of where we keep it going, except when it's with the Pelicans. I don't want to interfere with the Pelicans because you know what? New Orleans has a team worth rooting for, and that, that's the Pelicans right now. But again, that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast.